0: Last week, we had a special guest on our episode, Alyssa Gibbs. She's an author, writer, doula, and mentor. And you're going to want to hear the rest of the story about her journey through being a new mom. Stay tuned. Welcome to episode 47 of the Well-Versed Woman podcast. I'm Renee Teller. And I'm Teresa Morgan. You see, Renee and I have learned through the
1: trials and journeys in our life that truly we are two perfectly imperfect women. And we have a heart to share our faith in those journeys with you.
0: And what we share is a journey about a relationship with God. If you were listening last week, you heard a testimony from another beautiful woman about how her relationship with God made all the difference. So you wanna stay tuned. But before we start into that, we begin every episode the same way. We sit very still and we invite God to be with us to open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to feel his presence in this very episode. So our 20 seconds start right now. Close your eyes, except if you're driving, take some slow, deep breaths, and invite God to be with you today. That's it. That's 20 seconds. I have to tell you, I want that to go on and on to 60 and to two minutes before we start, Teresa. It's uh, it's so refreshing to me to just be still. And I can't say it was always that way. We all had this point in time where we just got it, didn't we, Teresa?
1: That's absolutely right. And I love that scripture, Renee, be still And know that God is, that's wonderful.
0: Right. And it was the same for Alyssa. If you listened last week, there was this beautiful moment she had after her little girl was born, where she sat in her kitchen at the island, having a knockdown drag out. I'll call it Alyssa. And I wasn't there, but it was a knockdown drag out in your heart almost like we hear all the time in the Bible with all the old characters and prophets that had a
2: knockdown drag out with God. Right, Alyssa? Absolutely. Yeah, it was It was a moment where I really learned that I needed to nurture that relationship with God and to ask for forgiveness for neglecting that relationship for so long. So I ended up just praying regularly and and not just for healing, but thanking him for the blessing of my life and asking him for guidance and clarity. And I also had to fuel my, myself spiritually. So that was listening to worship music and sermons and um, just really reinvigorating my my spirit with him. Um, and it wasn't a quick fix. I mean, it it took time to heal, but that's something that, you know, he doesn't promise us that we won't experience trials, but what he does promise us is that he will will help us if we lean in and trust in him. I love what you said, Alyssa. You had to start thanking
0: God for the blessing of life. You know, the Bible says, and Teresa will have the scripture for us, the Lord Lord inhabits the praises of his people. So I love that you said that you began to pray not just for healing, but for thanking God. You know, sometimes we forget that, but God inhabits the praises of his people. So if we don't know what else to pray, we can just thank God for all the wonderful things that we have to be thankful for. And isn't it funny, Alyssa, that you found things to be thankful for in the middle of your depression and in the middle of this trial? That, that's such a beautiful thing. That's great, Renee. You know, you're absolutely right. Psalm chapter
1: 22, verse 3 does say, God inhabits the praises of his people. It's an amazing, what I understand, physiological um, occurrence that happens when we stop and give thanks. The first thing that happens is our mind is put on the Lord, and he promises that when our mind is stayed on him, peace will come. So Alyssa, I just love that the Holy Spirit was probably knocking on you know the, the door of your heart saying, hey, Alyssa, remember me? I'm here. And that you had enough confidence to say, okay, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to pick up my journey with you wherever you left off with him, you know, from your early life. And a few things that you said that I just want to remind our listeners of, you know, we can come to God with any sin, with any point where we've missed the mark and he's faithful to forgive us. You know, like the prodigal son that runs back to God, he's looking for us, his arms are wide open. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, that if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, again, Alyssa, it was your heart, your heart turned back toward him. And he was ready just to envelop you with open arms and give you wisdom and comfort that he's always uh, promising to provide. And I just love the scripture, Romans eight twenty eight that we know God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So, Liz, I can't wait to hear how he started, how he began, as you said, and it took time, how he began to work all of this out together for your good.
2: Oh, absolutely. He has this amazing way of teaching us lessons through our suffering. So while we may not understand that as we're going through it, he made it very clear to me when when his time was right, not when my time was right, but when his time was right. So the first thing he taught me was patience that it's not a quick solution, but if I if I put in the work and I put in the time, it it came out I came out on the right side of it. When I was going through the depression, I had no idea why I was experiencing a difficult road. The weight of the guilt I felt for not enjoying, enjoying being a mom was crushing, especially when my husband loved and excelled at being a dad. But I truly believe that he put me through that, that trial to lead me to what his purpose for my life was. And that was one, to be a great mom, but also to help other new parents as they navigate that transition into parenthood. I made it through my depression, um, but I was at a very difficult point in my career. I was excelling, but I also had some difficulty with someone that I worked with. And in an email, I won't get into details, but in an email, that individual claimed that I had said that I was only doing something to check a box with the boss, not because I wanted to do that. That same day that that email came across, I was headed up to my family's camp for the weekend with my mom and daughter, and I had picked up the book Dream Big by Bob Goff. He wrote the the book Love Does as well. But it's something that it's a book that I heard about on a whim and I just picked it up on my way to pick up my mom. In one of the final chapters, Bob wrote, "There are no boxes to be checked, only lives to be led." And I just remember sitting that night on the porch reading after my daughter had go to had gone to bed, and I just started laughing because to me that was a total that was God speaking to me through those words, and He spoke it so clearly, and He showed me the levity that He can bring to situations, um, that that He is really in control. Oh my gosh,
0: that that is so great! It's making me laugh too, like. So funny the way God just smacks us, Alyssa, with these things. Like you get an email about a box-checking situation that isn't a book that you happen to pick up on the way to a camp. I mean, you can't make this up. You just cannot make these stories up. And it it reminds me of so many things, including... uh, if we just open our eyes and open our ears and open our heart, we will see God. We will see that he has a relationship with us. We will see that he's funny, that he leads us, like we were saying last week, that he actually leads you to the place where he wants you. We need all Only to be still and take our hands off the steering wheel. Everybody knows who's listening. That's my constant reminder because I don't want to take my hands off the steering wheel, and I think most of us women don't. Don't you agree, Alyssa? We want to control it.
1: As I'm listening to the two of you, you know, I'm uh, reminded, Alyssa, that you prayed. You know, and I'm reminded of the scripture in in the book of James, chapter five, verse sixteen, that says, "The effective fervent prayer." of a righteous man, man and women uh, universally avails much, avails much power. And Alyssa, I just love that in the moment of decision, in the moment of crisis, as you shared last week, that you said you prayed, that you you came to the realization that I need him, I need him in my life. And through that prayer, so much effective grace so much effective power was released in your life. There was another point of an open communication again to God. You know, we are in this world, so we fall into these various trials. That James chapter 1 talks about. But God is faithful. He allows us to be in situations so that he can bring us through, bring us through those waters that your book, the title of your book is written after. He brings us through the waters, through the fire. And when we come out on the other side, we're not scorched, we're not burned, we're not even wet. So Alyssa, um, continue with your story because there's there's much more to come and I just love every piece of it.
2: Absolutely. So I returned to work after that weekend and I made a very big decision. I felt God was pulling me in that direction where I ended up quitting. I gave notice and I, I took some time to help transfer responsibilities over, but I decided that I wanted to be home with my daughter but I also felt very called by God to write a book to help other women who were experience, who had experienced similar things or who were going through something very similar to what I experienced. When I was going through my depression, I had a very hard time finding a book that was light and easy to read when my mind was so filled with so many other things. And so the book that I wrote I felt like was the first time that I was going down the right trajectory for my life, that it's where God wanted me to be. Um, so that book it is me sharing my story so that I can help other women feel like they're not alone in what they, they're going through. It also has um, scripture that I felt was very helpful in my own spiritual journey where there's also prompts to go with that scripture to help moms journal or get some of the thoughts in their heads down on paper And it's a way that they can approach God as they work through their own trials, which I knew that that was a transformational part of my healing. And I'm hopeful that it can help other women who are maybe on the brink of a relationship with God, or maybe who are even far from God, that'll help pull them in and that they'll get to experience some of those same feelings and events that I was able to experience and and feel and hear from him.
0: Mm, Love that. You talk a lot about how you learned that your timing wasn't God's timing. Now you're a young mom, Alyssa, and I'm curious what advice you could give to the listeners about how to be more patient. I mean, so often, so many of us, I know for me, I learned patience by going through the aggravation of waiting and then seeing God work at the end, how can I have faith before I've maybe learned that lesson to be patient? How can we and and Teresa, I know you're you're just itching to weigh in on this as well. How can we be more patient when patience isn't
2: our middle name? How's that for us? Oh, absolutely it's it's very hard to be patient. Um, I think, being patient is a skill that many of us have lost in recent years because the instant gratification that we get in so many areas of our lives, whether it's we're not feeling well and we can call our doctor and we get a prescription and get it the same day, or you can email somebody and have a solution to your problem, make a phone call. But when when something is worth changing or fixing, sometimes waiting is required in order to have a real final solution. And I kind of experienced that where I thought that the depression and anxiety and getting through that was the end of my trial. I thought that I was, okay, the depression and anxiety are under control. Now I'm on my way forward. But when it came to my career, he showed me at that moment where I was away at camp for the weekend that that was when my trial was really coming to an end, that even though the depression and anxiety were in the past, I still had a little bit of time left to learn some things from him, to learn a lesson from him. And it was in that moment that I knew I needed to leave the career I was in in order to pursue what he was asking me to do. That took, that was months. That wasn't an immediate thing. It it took probably nine more months after I started to feel really better that my life was set on the trajectory that God wants from me. I, I, I do get being patient is very hard, but it's often worth it if you want a, a solution to a real real troubling time. It sure is. and uh, Alyssa, I remember you know, you uh, struggling with
1: that decision and then basically you said to me, I'm going I need to trust God. I believe He's leading me to do this. And a couple of scriptures, of course, come to mind. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, uh, verse 11 and 12, it says, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. So he's talking about being diligent to get into your word, which is the the hope in which creates faith, right? Because the Bible says, and it continues here, do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. The Bible also goes on to say in the same chapter, chapter 6, verse 19, the author of Hebrew says, this hope, the faith, the scriptures, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast. So we know that the promises of God actually anchor our soul until what we're believing God for, the prayers that we've lifted up to heaven. We know that it's these scriptures that anchor the soul so that the waiting and the patience will take form to bring us to the manifestation of the blessings of God. Alyssa, I think I remember you and I praying together on many occasions. And I believe it was those prayers that fueled the grace of God into your life to follow him through these waters, to bring you to a place of faith where then your character grew and, of course, the depression left where you, you now stand, so that your journey not only was blessing you, but it's also going to bless others, because through that crisis, this beautiful book was born, and so many other beautiful characteristics in your life was born, and of course, a beautiful faith to encourage others with as well.
2: Yes, I I mean, for years, I really struggled with this idea of what am I here to do? What impact am I going to have on the world? And I was I was at a loss for what that was going to be for so long. And after I wrote and published my book, it led me to where I'm at now. And that is as a postpartum doula and postpartum mentor, where I get to actually go into homes and help new parents in those really difficult first few weeks to help them learn to trust their instincts and learn to trust themselves as parents and what they want to do as parents rather than what society tells us we, we should feel or experience or get used to in those first first few months. So it's, it was amazing and, and wonderful that, that once I trusted him and put in the work, he shifted that, that course for me pursuing my purpose in life. It was just such a heavy weight lifted off of my shoulders because for a very long time, I didn't think that I was ever going to understand what my purpose was. But now I'm, I'm so certain that the experience that I had was all to help me be the person that I am today, to be a loving mom, to be a loving wife, to be a faithful servant of God, and also to Help other families in that challenging time. Mm, that's so beautiful. And it reminds
0: me of what you said, you learned in the book. Mm-hmm. There are no boxes to be checked. And and you're talking, Alyssa, to two CPAs this morning. We check boxes all day long. Only lives to be led and served. And that's one one beautiful witness and testimony out of this. The other is this idea, because I know for many of us, and certainly everyone listening, there comes that time where you're like, why am I here? What am I doing? And the beautiful thing after you've walked a long time, like some of us have, or should I say, when you're old and wise, (laughs) is that that purpose Changes. So, yes, you have this beautiful trajectory that you're on and running down this road. And guess what? Right? We all know there is no finish line. There is no, when we talk about being patient and, you know, getting to the end or getting out the other side, that's just for the moment. I can attest to that. It's just for this season. And I, I love when God has taken me through the peaks and the valleys, the peaks and the valleys. And, and when I'm going into a valley, Alyssa and Teresa, I no longer fret it like I once did. I'm not happy about it. I feel it. And I feel the Lord taking me to another height, right, from the next valley. But I, I get comfortable being uncomfortable, over the years, I get comfortable not knowing the answers. I get comfortable not having to fix every problem and to just let go and to say, okay, God, I sense that you're taking me down another growth spurt. And we know that, that what comes out the other side is so beautiful, like your story, Alyssa, that you you revel in it. You're like, yep, yeah, it's just another season where I need to grow, and okay, Lord, with you by my side, I can handle it. With you by my side, I'll do it. Absolutely, Renee, you know what I'm thinking when you're talking about that this is
1: the life of faith that we live. We, we live from one circumstance to the next circumstance, and through it all, it's like refining the gold that sits within us the beautiful goal God starts to refine it and he'll bring us from one glory to the next it, actually that's a scripture in second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. God brings us from one glory to the next meaning once the character is honed in one area of life right we have a, a greater position out of which God can receive glory to influence others, to become a role model, to become a great leader, because why? Our character has been honed through the fire of the trials. And if we can, like the Bible says, set our face like flint and not let go. Um, I'm reminded of what Paul says in First Timothy six twelve. He says, fight the good fight of faith take hold of eternal life. So this is what part of our job description, if you will, as a Christian is to continue to uh, stay in faith so that we can stay in the rest and peace of God and follow God's direction individually for each of our lives. Alyssa, when I when I thumb through your book, I just love the pages because it not only has scripture, but it has time, places where we can reflect, and places where. We can write. There are sections for devotionals, so it really is a book of scripture and positive encouragement, and also a journal to go with it. So, Alyssa, I'm I'm so proud of you. I'm so pleased, and I just could not be more happy than I am to be in fellowship with you, to uh, know that you're a sister in Christ, and to have this beautiful relationship uh, that we now.
2: Have. Thank you so much. It's been such a wonderful experience to share with others. And I hope that this can be a testimony to other women that, you know, if you, if you make that decision to trust and you dig in, that he will be faithful to us. And there's reason for the, the suffering that we may be experiencing. And while it's not coming from him, that he's the one who can help us get through it. It's great, Alyssa. We
0: talk so often here about working out our faith. and that's exactly the example that you've that you've showed us. And exactly what your book does. It helps you do what we talk about all the time, which is working out our salvation, staying in the Word, being alone with God, plugging into that power source, and then communicating your heart, on the pieces of paper in Alyssa's book, that is the perfect formula for growing the relationship with God that we talk about. So Teresa, the great, great summation of these couple of episodes with Alyssa Gibbs and her beautiful book, Through the Waters
1: Yes, Alyssa, I just want to thank you again for being on the podcast last week and this week. It's really been a joy. God certainly has given you beauty for ashes and certainly joy has come in the morning as his word says. Alyssa, would you like to speak our anchor scripture uh, with me today? Absolutely. Okay. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing.
0: And hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen, sisters. Thank you, listeners. Remember that you can get all these scriptures and the link to Alyssa's book in the show notes that are at the end of the podcast episode description. You just click on that on whatever podcast format you're on, and it'll take you right to those links. We also have a beautiful Facebook community where we're growing as well versed women. You just search Well-Versed Woman on Facebook and we will get you to join that group. And last but not least, we still have a few more Well-Versed Woman journals for you. All you need to do is subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It will then take you to a link where you can give us your address so we can send this in the snail mail. Until next week, we love you. Bye now.